the hooker walking down the street. He sees something good. He <laughs> 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 sees something good to eat. Good grief. What, what gonna, are you? <laughs> you want to eat some hooker? <laughs> y'all welcome back to another episode of that reload podcast thanksgiving edition this is part one of a part two series we're gonna be doing on thanksgiving and all things thanksgiving i am your host joel owner of reload rub and seasoning i have the entire crew here with me today sitting across from me is the man the myth the legend the booze jeremy the kitchen white law nah. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting next to him is our pit master and producer, the man that tickles all the clips, Mr. Matt Farr. Levels, levels. And last but not least, the sweet and sassy, sometimes salty, Miss Stacy. Hey, guys. So we got a great episode. I'm very excited about this. One of my favorite times of year is Thanksgiving. And on this part one of a two-part series, we're going to be talking sides and all things side-related, right? Yep. Outside of the main event stuff. But before we do that, I got some stuff to talk, tell you guys. So for our listeners, I've recently, well, me and Stacey have recently um, upgraded our photography uh, repertoire, I guess you could say. We have invested in two of the Sony A6400s per the recommendation of uh, Jeremy and Matt. That's right. So, you know, with us, that's one thing I talked to you guys about is I wanted my content to start looking more in line with you like, all. Like our content. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's only the camera. That it's only does the it. camera that does yeah, it. No talents exactly. involved, but well, there were times where we would film with them and we would have our Canon and you know, one of them would have the Sony and the colors didn't match. And this, well, it's yes. This is going to work better as a team. So, and uh, a buddy of mine, Lonnie, um, one of my hunting buddies from Kentucky, he, um, he shoots with one of those and says the same thing. It's like he said that this is one of the best things you can get. So he's the one that actually talked us into the Canon 80D initially. I know, but Lonnie and, yeah. Lonnie does change brands about every other year. But anyways, um, we got two of them, and I but my dumbass ordered the wrong lens. And dude, oh Matt, I told you, you told me about the restocking fee on the lens. So I ordered the eighteen to two hundred uh, lens they had with the power yeah. zoom option. Um, I took it back to Best Buy today and they were like, yeah, that'll be $185 restocking uh, fee. And I'm like, uh, excuse me? I said, and they were like, he goes, yeah. He goes, that's the policy. It's on the website. And he I, had already bought the one he wanted instead. Yeah, I went ahead and bought the other one. he could have exchanged it. And they no, still wanted to charge the 180. They don't have they don't have any of these lenses in stock. I know, but you could have said, "Hey, I want the like refund order it or whatever." Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So because you still purchased it from them, so they wanted to charge me 185 dollars to restock this lens, and I never even cracked the box. It still had the pickup sticker on it, and mm. um, because for some reason they shipped the one body and the lens to Best Buy, and then shipped one body of the camera to me. Anyways. Um, so yeah, I dickered back and forth with him. Like, listen, and finally, I was like, I was like, I came here, I talked to a guy, and he told me that if as long as I didn't open the box, that you all would take this jazz back. And he was like, Well, I don't know who you talked to. And I looked over, I go, That kid right there, because <laughs> he walked right around the corner. <laughs> you called I, him out? Yeah, I go, Come here. And he goes, What's up? And I'm like, Remember me? He's like, Yeah, because I see you've been in there twice. 
And uh-huh. I go, they won't take it back, man. What's up? And uh, he goes, well, this guy's not a manager. And then finally I got a manager. And long story short, because, you know, I can go on forever. They gave me a full refund on the damn thing. So, wow. No fee at all. No fee at all. But he went and purchased well, the I was, correct one. I was about to go full Karen on him and be like, do you know how much money I've spent here in the last month or so, sir? <laughs> yeah, because we've gotten our <laughs> we got our fridge. fridge and our washer and dryer. <laughs> we were going to get our TVs. Yeah. I was, about to pull, I was about to go full Glenn. That's what it was. Yeah, we have three TVs yeah. we're about to get there, so. But, so yeah. Might not be getting it there. But I'm excited, you know, and Jeremy, you really, uh, both of you guys really, you, you, you've pumped my brakes because you've seen me like wanting to like get all this stuff before I think I'm really ready to get it. And I, I have my biggest fault when it comes to, I like somebody to tell me, buy this and you're good to go. Like, I hate researching things. I hate looking into it. I hate, I don't want want to read. I just want you to tell me this shit's good and I'm going to get it. Words and letters. (laughs) You'll read reviews. That makes me sick. Don't say that. But I don't know, man. Like watching the YouTube videos and like doing all that research and figuring out exactly what it is I want. Like that's almost as fun as buying the thing. Okay. Like, okay. I've done a ton of research on cameras. Well, see, here's the difference is, is you guys love photography. Um, I don't. I think he's just calling us nerds, man. No, no, no. I like being... The reason I I want to get this gear and do this stuff is because I want to be in front of the damn camera. That's that's all it is. You know what I mean? But, like, I want something good for Stacy to film me with. You know? And then when I can film my hunts. But I don't want to necessarily... Like, if it's a hunting product... You don't want to film me doing hair flips? Yes, well, I mean, we'll have to work on those for sure. (laughs) Last time I was at your house, you had all your tripods set up in the bedroom, though. Well... uh, (laughs) Well, um, that was that was some making a hair flip. That was some. <laughs> uh, hey, good call there. But the um, no, if it's a hunting product, I'll research the crap out of that. Well, Jeremy did say I should dress up as a large tiger, so I took his advice for you. All right, let's go. Mm, what are you, well, honey? That, yeah, back during Halloween, that was one of our uh, one of our costume suggestions. Mm-hmm. It was all right. So that's my catch up. I, the cameras are here. Actually, the the the. Other lens is arriving tomorrow, and I'm going to start once it gets here, and I have all my gear. I'm going to start doing my watching that video you sent, Jeremy, doing my research, and getting my. Oh, great! Who left their phone on? This guy. So, <laughs> pumping the brakes a little bit. What are we drinking tonight? Mm. What are we drinking? <sighs> I personally picked up. A small bottle because I've been wanting to try it at Total Wine. Um, I got this bottle of High West whiskey and it's the Rendezvous Rye, and uh, it's good. Probably won't buy it again. Next, no, it's not that good. <laughs> it's all right. I mean, I, is it plastic? Is it a plastic bottle? Nah, it's no, glass. it's glass. Okay, well, that makes me feel a little better about it. Classy. It's I mean, really it- not bad. It's just not one that I'm like. If some if someone handed it to me, I'd be like, and said, "Here, have you have you have, have you a pour?" I drink it. I don't want me mad about it. Yeah, it doesn't knock your socks off like the uh, Chattanooga whiskey rye does. No, no, not in the least. How's it priced Chatt- in comparison? Chattanooga whiskeys. Well, that's so one of the three fifty bottles. How how much was that sugar? Twenty nine ninety nine, maybe so thirty bucks for a three fifty. Maybe mm-hmm. it was less. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So maybe fifty for the seven fifty or something. Probably. Or th- I don't know. I that, might be wrong. Is my math right there? It might have been $19.99. No, that one was a little bit higher because it was the Rendezvous Rye. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Anyways, I'm sipping on a glass of Dark Oak and Eden. 
Oh, very nice. How do you guys like you guys? Yeah. Is this the one that has like the wood spiral in the bottle? We'll talk more about that later. I I actually know a guy who modeled for them. I I know him too. I know people. No, I I knew him first though. He's been, he actually was our seltzer. um, Spit it out. Spell seltzer expert. Our seltzer H- expert. Hamster running. <laughs> yeah. Rain hasn't been working. You can find him over on Fans Only. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Fansonly.com. You can uh, subscribe to him. I have a lifetime subscription. All right, guys. Tonight, uh, I am drinking some Wild Turkey Long Branch Whiskey. Ooh. Uh, they're, they're bourbon whiskey here. Um, I, I shot this a picture of this over to the group asking if anyone had tried it. And Matt responds with, oh, that's Matthew McHawknugget's bourbon. Uh, I heard it's good. Um, so, Mr. McHawknugget, you did well. This is really good. Um, my I wife also Grim- said, I can't believe autocorrect didn't fix that for me. <laughs> I'm really glad they didn't because Matthew McHawknugget is an incredible name. Um, my, my wife's grandparents are in town and they know I'm, I'm very into bourbon now. So, so they brought this over. They stopped at a local store. They're not into bourbon. They asked the guy, hey, what's a good bourbon? He said, this one's my favorite. And I'll say it's very good. Um, it's 86 proof, so okay. a little bit lower. Oh. Um, it's an eight-year-old bourbon. And uh, I would say t- tastes of caramel and toasted pecans. Oh, my gosh. Um, How awesome that they picked you up that. Like something you've never had yeah. before. And what makes this one different is that uh, the filtering process at the end, they use oak and Texas mesquite charcoal to filter it at the end. Something a little different they do with this one. That's so good. Uh, That's kind of like a Jack Daniels-esque method. Yeah. Yeah. Very very cool. Uh, But uh, um, I'm drinking the neck pour right now, and normally a neck pour can be uh, very alcoholy, but I guess because it's a lower proof at 86, the the neck pour is fantastic. Like I'm excited to get deeper into the bottle. You said you cracked the bottle open a little bit ago. That way it could kind of about, be breathing, right? So I'm sure that helped too. 30 minutes ago, but like, I think I talked about it in the past, um, uh, old tub. When I cracked that one open, the first pour was horrible. I mean, gasoline. And then after that though, it opened right up and it's, you know, caramel apples. Wow. Well, um, before we get into what Matt's drinking and while we're in the ketchup segment, we have, we're up there talking to my mom tonight, and I told you guys about it. We should have brought the bottle down here. Matt, you... Wait, before you tell them what it is... Okay. Let's tell her what she did with it. No, go ahead. No, no, you go. I want you to, because I can't remember. Really? <laughs> oh, God. So, Joel's mom and dad, you know, they're not bourbon drinkers at all, but they have a bar... Um, on their boat, they had a bar and stuff like that. So people would like bring things and they'd end up getting people's bottles or whatever, or she would buy bottles years ago and have a stocker bar. Well, they had a bottle for years and years and years. This they, was before they got married. Before they got they married. married. So they got this, this years. bottle and they, they kept saying, oh, they that. joked about it. They joked about this bottle and they thought it was a piece of shit bottle and nasty. And so like when people would come over, her friends would come over or us, um, like, People would take a swig out of it and everybody would joke about how gross it was or how it burned. And she said her and her girlfriends would take their shots and they would like pour just a little bit on top. Like a head. Just, on a head just to be like, oh, we're taking a sip of Old Fitzy. So, old Fitzy was so, a bottle of Old Fitzgerald. This bottle, oh yeah, you've told this story on the show before. Uh-huh. Have we? Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, it's up there and <laughs> well, we are now well, living with them. And so I'm going to get a pour of that. But no, it's a... Uh, this, they've had this bottle. My parents have been married 30-something years. And 
my mom, they didn't crack this open to probably what, you know. A couple of years, a few years ago. I'd say like five years ago. They just found it under, I, they found it I under thought you ball. said before you used to take, you used to pour it for your friends as a joke. Like, we, because it was so we terrible. We did it like Christmas time with a family. Yes. I've never. Okay. We never I, knew what it was. Okay. I no. thought this was like young, impressionable Joel, like still in high school. No, it's been since I was is, in the picture. This is. Okay. This is the cast iron pan story all over again. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> Our fam, uh, this, is, this is pre, actually it's been longer than that that we opened it up because it, it was pre me even considering drinking bourbon. So mm-hmm. when we, when we would take it out, it was, it, ta- I mean, it did. Like, go have a and sip I, of the old Fitzy under there. Yeah. We're like, here, buddy. <laughs> I'm going to fuck you up. But no, it is, was, is it one of the old Fitzgeralds that has like the, uh, the really cool decanter that it's in? No. It's just a, okay. it's, it's a, it's just ugly a regular, bottle. A regular ugly bottle. It's a screw top plastic bottle. <laughs> and we looked it up. It's, it's like, got a diet coke lid on it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it does. She put a diet coke lid on it because she lost the top to it. <sighs> oh my god! <laughs> 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 so we'll bring it down here during the break or whatnot, so I can show it. To so you what's guys. the value on it? Have you looked at the value? Four hundred dollars. I've looked them up on like some of these secondary sites, and they're about four hundred, four fifty. That, but I think opened yeah opened is probably worth nothing no opened it's worth about 200 bucks um that's from what i was seeing like half bottles and things like that yeah the problem with open bottles though is that you can never like verify the province of that you know it could be it's tricky diet coke in there you know yeah but yeah matt what you drinking so i have an announcement you guys uh i'm drinking water because i'm Mm -hmm. pregnant (laughs) (laughs) is it mine so real talk though for real i'm i I am drinking water and it's because uh we are to the point in my wife's pregnancy where i've got to be able to be on car duty at any moment so uh we're actually so a little bit of behind the scenes we're recording this on a wednesday night and we're scheduled to be induced this coming sunday so it is like the final countdown for real. So anything could happen between now and then. I wish I, wish I had a hot key for it. It's the final, final countdown. <laughs> He's going to be a daddy. <laughs> oh no, daddy Matt. Yeah. Daddy Matt. So saying that, uh, I am actually going to take a little bit of a break from the show uh, next week for, for um, Thanksgiving part two, the main course. Uh, I've asked our good buddy, friend of the show, uh, Noah Cheek, Cheeky Barbecue, who's going to sit down as pitmaster and producer. And uh, I've even asked him to bring a Matt's music uh, for Reload Recommend. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing, uh, you know, or hearing, I guess, him on the show and hearing how that goes. He'll do a great job, I'm sure. We're looking forward to having him, but well, yeah. we are going to miss Daddy Matt. <laughs> mm-hmm. miss you, we'll Daddy. have to check in with you for a little updates, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'll have to definitely uh, jump in every once in a while until you're done with your hiatus. But we are excited. Paternity leave. We are excited to bring <laughs> on uh, on the man, the Portland. I kept trying to think of something to write with, oh, with yes. P, but he, I was, it was some dirty words were coming. The Apple by. King of Oregon. That's right. The Apple King of Oregon. No cheek will be in. The bearded in bush man. he graciously agreed to come on and be our fill-in host that's right we're looking forward to it we're excited about the new little reload baby coming i know why don't we have reload onesies yet i know what the heck's that about matt i heard on the street that you're actually going to make her middle name reload matt reload far or matt (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, I'm going to make my daughter Matt reload for <laughs> The second. The second. Are you comfortable <laughs> announcing her name yet? Or What's that? Are you comfortable announcing her name yet? Uh, yeah, she's going to be Harper Grace. So Love Harper it. Grace. Love it. Grace reload far. <laughs> That's a good ring. Harper Grace reload yeah. far. Sounds like a sentence. Something very... Uh, <laughs> What was that? It sounds like a sentence. Harper Grace reloads far. <laughs> yeah, we were trying to keep keep that in mind. You know, we didn't want to make a sentence uh, with the name, you know, saying it all out loud and stuff. But uh, beautiful name. we wanted something name. feminine and Southern. And so I think we accomplished that. You did. You did. Good one. Oh, I'm going to cry on Sunday. Yeah. I can't help it. All right. We better be getting some pictures and everything and some videos. Oh. Yeah, I'll send them your way. We want videos of of her coming into the world. Yes. I want them live. So, so, oh, you should so Instagram can, live. Yeah, so that we can post them to the TRP stories. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I'll Did probably, you? honestly, I'll be too busy, like, crying. Like, we've been watching uh, videos in preparation for it on YouTube, <laughs> and every time they pull the baby out and, like, lay it on the mom's chest, I'm just, like, a slobbery mess. <laughs> yeah, that's what it's it's going to be worse when it's your own. That's like, you won't be able to into. stop. That's what it turns into. Because I'm not a happy crier, and I sat there, and I was like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> You're so ugly when you cry. Oh, thanks a lot, Dick. <laughs> Joel, I'm sure you can relate. Like, I can say, like, hands down, probably the happiest moment of my life. Oh, 100%. Like, hands down. Mm-hmm. When, when Jace was born, because- I was so shit-faced from all the drugs that they gave me during my C-section. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was- I know she was. When Jace was born, they pulled him out. And I didn't know this happened to kids, but when they pulled him out and they turn him, I go, look at his balls. They're huge. Yeah. And the whole place started up because they did. His balls were swollen, I guess, from being in the, I don't know. They went, they, they went down to appropriate size balls, but he had a giant <laughs> sack there for a minute. I was very proud. So Wildcat Matt, you know, one of our best friends, he's a nurse anesthetist. And so he did my, um, my surgeries. He did oh, the, my cool. anesthesia and he did my spinal mm-hmm. and, uh, he was like, yeah, just like his daddy. <laughs> so no. it, it was nice having, having him but it do was. my surgeries. So. It was. It was. I cried like a baby. It was b- both my kids. It was definitely the best moment, you know, hands down, I've ever experienced. So yeah. I'm, I'm excited. Anxious for and you. excited. I'm excited for you, buddy. All right. So on that note, I'm going to throw it over to Jeremy because he's got some bourbon news. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome this evening to Bourbon News. Tonight, we're going to be bringing you the latest, the greatest, the breaking of the news. All right, guys, I thought a fun topic to bring up tonight would be single barrels. What are they? Hey. What is it? And what does that actually mean? Uh, Through my research, I've actually found out that a single barrel or abbreviated SIB is a non-regulated term. It actually doesn't mean anything. Uh, There is no legal precedent to say that that bourbon has to come from one barrel. So you are actually trusting the distilleries that it only comes from one barrel. And the the very first single barrel, do you guys know what this one was? No. The first person to ever make a single Uh, barrel. Blends. That's what they're famous Uh, for. I nailed it. In 1984, the master distiller there at Buffalo Trace, Elmer T. Lee came out with Blanton single barrel the first one the namesake the little horsey everybody chases after and now there are tons of them on the market it's a really sought after thing i know uh joel and stacy you guys really enjoy bookers yep uh but there's a lot of great ones out there do you guys have a, a favorite single barrel 
Uh, not going to lie, the the Knob Creek. Oh, I'm sorry. The Chattanooga single barrel that I've partaked mm-hmm. in here recently yeah. has Ooh. literally been one of my favorite single barrels I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, that was very, that, very good. Very good. I think my favorite single barrel I've had was from the very first pouring on the podcast we ever did. It was a wild turkey Kentucky spirit. And yeah. I brought you guys the very bottom of that bottle, and then we polished it off that day. And I haven't found another one yet. Oh, Joe, Joe I think you have one. We do. I'm going to be shipping it to you soon. Yep, I got I'm one. I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to seeing if it's as good as the one we had together. Don't you wish you would have saved We've not cracked a, it yet. Well, wish you, don't you wish you would have saved like a tiny bit of that one so you could have compared the two? Yeah. But who thinks of that? <laughs> yeah. We definitely weren't. Not me. Yeah, we were just polishing it off. That, that's kind of a fun point with single barrels. Most store picks are from single barrels. Mm-hmm. So if you really enjoy your store pick... You better enjoy it because you're never seeing it again. I know. That is the downside. But most store picks, dude, are freaking money. They're good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When someone has input on what's actually coming out of that barrel, not just a machine or some person at a uh, distillery who's yes. tasting 100 barrels a day. So so what? why Why is the bourbon police not locking down on this? I mean, like, like they have with Bottled and Bond. Does anybody know that? Bottled and Bond is a federally regulated act because bourbon was so bad uh back in the 1800s that in it was like 1894 or whatever Mm -hmm. they came out with the bald and bond act it's because bourbon was so bad and the reason single barrel is probably not a regulated term is because people haven't abused it enough yet so Mm -hmm. if distilleries started like just putting whatever the hell they wanted in a bottle and calling it single barrel then the government would have to come in and step on that but well, so far, not enough of them have. But the beauty of it is, is most, I'll preface, most distilleries are so passionate about their craft that they're not going to do mm-hmm. that. You know? Yeah. Uh, it, it only takes a second to destroy a reputation. Yep. Yep. Screw it up yep. one time. Cool, so. guys. And that is uh, Bourbon News tonight. Unless you guys have anything to add, I'm going to throw it back to Stacy. All right. So to wrap up this segment, I'm going to leave you guys with... Four things that sound dirty at Thanksgiving, but aren't. <laughs> this is where you put the music in, Matt. <laughs> All right. That, that's the one you need. That's the one. <laughs> and here they are. Things that sound dirty at Thanksgiving, but aren't. Whew, that's one terrific spread. <laughs> Tying the legs together will keep the inside moist. Oh. That's pretty good. Talk about huge breasts. <laughs> Who says that at Thanksgiving? <laughs> Technically, they're lobes. And last but not least, if I don't unbuckle my pants, I'm going to burst. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Finally, I get to use it. <laughs> no, those were good. <laughs> and now we'll take a break so I can go beat my husband. Love you. Bye. I mean it. Alright guys, so we are back from the break. We are going to dive straight into this Thanksgiving episode. We're going to be talking about sides. But first, I want to ask all you guys, what does your Thanksgiving look like? I think I'll start myself. Instead of asking you, I'll go ahead. My Thanksgiving involves a lot of people. Our family is very big. We We drink a lot and we eat a lot. And then we 
typically watch football all day. And sometimes I take a nap. But outside of that, one of the things I look forward to the most is we have our big Thanksgiving holiday. We all cook, eat, yada, yada, yada. But my entire life, because is the day after Thanksgiving, me and my brother and my dad, without fail, we all three go hunting together. And sometimes that includes other people. But that's been a tradition since I was a little kid. So no matter what, if, if you know, I don't make a weekend or my brother doesn't make a weekend, no matter what, that, that weekend is always penciled in as the three of us are going to get together and go hunting. So that's what it looks like for me. Do you cook on Thanksgiving, Joel? I do not. So, I mean, I'll cook something, but like sides. I'll cook something, but we, mm-hmm. I have yet to, and that's something that like you, you guys do. And I've actually wanted to do is host is I wanted to host, but my dad is a big stickler about, he wants holidays at his house. He wants Christmas and he wants Thanksgiving. Um, Cause I even said something, you know, I was like next year, we'll have Thanksgiving at my place. He's like the hell you are or whatever. But yeah, so I'll cook something, but as far as the full spread, I haven't done that yet. Well, te- te- technically, you're living in his basement now, so you will be hosting this year. Ah, well, that's true. We ha- well, we have already had the talks because I have when we we emptied the freezers out, br- brought the, all the freezers over here. We mm-hmm. um, emptied some of them out, some really old meat, and um, we have five turkeys in our freezer right mm-hmm. now. So sounds about right. Yeah, so we, we might be <laughs> playing around with some turkeys. So you said that you're always like your, your dad's always like you're having holidays here. So I'm curious, and this will lead into some of our traditions. So do you guys bounce back and forth between like which set of family you're going to spend Thanksgiving and Christmas at? So we always do Wednesday Thanksgiving at my family's house, just so that we don't have to try to split up and drive an hour and 15 hour and 20 minutes down to mine. Not only that, um, a lot of my family works in Gatlinburg, which is open you know, 365 days a year and Thanksgiving's quite the busy day. So having having Thanksgiving Mm -hmm. on Wednesday kind of takes out the, oh, you know, I can't work on Thanksgiving type bit. So, um, and actually, ironically enough, um, you know, I'm a nurse. uh, I have to work Thanksgiving evening. Mm -hmm. So I'll go into work around four o'clock. We Thanksgiving. Our Thanksgivings, they're not like a a dinner. We start kind of like a a dinner. We have a, a late lunch. It rolls into dinner, kind of a thing. And then, yeah, mm-hmm. we do the same thing. So we all like take one our, or two o'clock. Yeah, same thing. Like yeah. We all kind of take our turns at the clinic as to who works what holidays. I worked Christmas Eve last year. Um, I figured I'd work Thanksgiving and let uh, some of the other nurses have Thanksgiving dinner with their families. So that's what Somebody I'm has doing. To be there to uh, to get all the injuries from Black Friday shoppers on <sighs> Thursday night. I'm <laughs> telling you, yeah, like that's- we see all kinds of injuries, and you know, I'm sure we'll have some belly aches and some. But not anymore with the Black Shop, not the Black Friday evil. Not, not Black. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> That's not. It came out wrong. Black Friday shoppers. <laughs> Shit. Ah, no. Oh. Well, most of the stores are closing down for Black Friday. I'm all about the online shopping because I don't want to get out. Joel's so red right now. It's so, I'm not embarrassed for you guys. It's just, it's going to stay in the podcast. I'm freaking knowing. So. I, I would rather Black yeah. Friday shop online, to be honest. Uh, I would. And especially now, you know, COVID <laughs> cases are spiking around here again. It's kind of like another second wave. And. You know, let's keep people out of, out of the stores and yeah, it's, let's keep FedEx and UPS Friday, going. 
we used to do Black Friday when we were younger and stuff, and it's fun to stay out all night and go get breakfast the next morning and stuff. Yeah. And it's like an event, but like now I'm like, and then ah, you have kids. That. No, it sounds like hell. <laughs> It sounds like yeah. hell. It's always sounded like hell. To you, me. Still, you still have to watch your kids the next day. Like I used to yeah. go out and Black Friday shop and then sleep all day. Yeah, you take a nap after turkey and then you go out that night and just shop all all. Th- it was Thanksgiving Absolutely. night. Absolutely, you shop all night long no. and get breakfast the next morning and come home and crash. No. It's like watching. It's like watching the WWE or something. Like it's a train wreck. It's almost more fun to go and people watch than it is to go and shop. And mm-hmm. it's gonna be weird this year because we're. We're not going to be able to do that, obviously. Um, And this is actually going to be the first year that we'll not be hosting since we've been in this house, which is almost 10 years now. And that's why I ask if you guys have to bounce back and forth from family to family is we got super lucky. And and this is just kind of always our stance anyway. But we just said our doors are open like we're going to host. If anybody wants to come, you're welcome to come. And uh, through that sort of policy. Like my, my parents, uh, grandparents have come, my wife's parents, grandparents come, all of our extended family comes and we just have one giant Thanksgiving at our house and it's a ton of fun. I can't wait. So what's going on this year? Are you going to get a Thanksgiving dinner? Our, our families individually are having Thanksgivings and they've agreed to bring us sides and food and stuff and drop them off on the porch. There you go. There you go. I was going to say, so we're still going to get to eat. Do it virtually. I mean, if you guys, so you guys at that point, you'll have an almost four week old, I guess a three, three and a half week old. Um, Haltman's got this, uh, stuffed Turkey breast. So if you don't want to cook a giant Turkey, um, have either of you guys had that? Yeah, no, uh, no, no, they sent us They're one. Incredible. They sent us one, and I cannot wait to eat it. You know, we're here with Joel's family right now, so it's not enough for me to be able to split with everybody. But the first time his parents go on like a date night or out to dinner with his friends, we're roasting that bad boy up because it's full of like uh, stuffing and apples and celery and um, all like all kinds of herbs and stuff, and it's a pretty decent size. Like it's gonna feed a couple of us. Oh, yeah. I've never actually had turkey where the stuffing was in the turkey. We always do like a dressing off to the side where it's baked separately or something like that. We Good talk about that later. man. Yeah. But I wouldn't be opposed to trying it. Yeah. It, it, that, that, that was something we had. We had one last year and I forgot to cook it Thanksgiving Day because we had so much food. So the next day we cooked it. And, um, it's, it's just one large turkey breast split down the center, stuff full of stuffing. And then put like in a, um, in a, in one of those cloth mesh things, you know, so it stays together. You, like, like I put it in a cast iron pan in a hot oven, roasted it until it was up to temperature, and took it out and sliced it. And like everyone loved it. It Any was, liquid? it was, it was a crowd pleaser. Uh, like a little appetizer or something. Any like liquid that. in yeah. the cast iron, or how'd you do that? Nope, nope. Just put it in there and roasted it straight up. Um, I probably threw some seasoning on it or something, but that was that, that was it. You know, it it was really like you know we'll get into it later, but it was really like I was cooking, I was cooking them stuffing. You know, and then yeah. like if the turkey was okay, the turkey was okay, but whatever. Like you're making stuffing. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, um, as two guys who primarily host and cook a lot for Thanksgiving, you day, don't know that I host. I haven't told you my traditions yet. You don't know anything. Got to you yet? No, we need to. You, oh my bad. Hey, Jeremy, you don't know me. This is you don't know me. Belly all over again. You know you. <laughs> <laughs> we know you. Finish your story. But the listeners well, may not. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> Let me tell you about my Thanksgiving. Uh, as you guys. May or may not know, I'm a bit of a crotchety bastard. Um, and oh. so 
This is the one meal a year that I actually take input on. Um, my family usually comes for Thanksgiving and then Ty's family will come, um, after Thanksgiving. So Thanksgiving day is at our house. Uh, just, just Ty's family, or I'm sorry, just my family. And I will let every person who comes choose a side, whatever side they want. And I'll make the side for them. And then we have a group vote on what the main course is. And every year it's Turkey, which I hate Turkey. Uh, and it'll be Turkey again this year. Uh, cause these people don't know good food. Um, and then the rest of the year, I'll get to cook whatever the hell I want to cook. There you go, Jeremy. Jeremy, is it your Instagram picture, you holding a turkey? Yeah, because I only get like one picture of myself taking a year, and it's at Thanksgiving. So, <laughs> okay, that makes sense. So what would your alternative be? What was that? What would your alternative be? Would it be kind of like that sticky ham oh. that Matt was talking about last week with the, you no, know, quick preserves? Tomahawk, right? I- uh, yeah, no, no, like some like a, a prime rib or or seafood platter. Let's do some lobster or something. Let's do a, uh, you know, um, a um, crap. I just lost the word in my yeah, head because you, cause you no. can't have it for Thanksgiving. That's why Jeremy, like, like, Jeremy, l- like a big seafood paella or something. You know, some some something fun. No. You know? Jeremy, no. let's do a friendsgiving. No, we'll yeah. come. I, th- I think we're doing a Friendsgiving next weekend, and uh, we're having turkey. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> no, listen, bro. There's got to be some turkey and lobster nostalgia, <laughs> yeah. and you know, uh, you know, what, okay, I, I can't think of the freaking word. But no, a, a turkey is a tradition, and like tradition. if that's what everybody wants, then I'm happy to provide that for them one day a year. Um, but like, if I could get them to vote on something else, I would definitely do something else. Well, I'm curious if you've just not had like a genuinely great turkey. I've I've had hey. good turkeys, but we'll get into this in the turkey cooking episode. But like when you cook an animal whole, it's very difficult to maintain temperature in all the different parts of the body equally and have it all come out great. Like I'll, I'll smoke turkey breasts for um for sandwich meat at the house and stuff. And like a breast cooks differently than a thigh, than a wing, than a leg. I mean, they're all so different. And uh, just cooking a whole turkey is just just a stupid, dumb thing to do. I'm so <laughs> upset. I'm not going to be happy on Thanksgiving, that everyone. I uh, I smoked a guinea <laughs> last year, and uh, it was my brother. You didn't even smoke a turkey. What the hell? Well, You're giving me th- crap. Were, we had two turkeys, and then I brought a guinea. We made a chicken. <laughs> I remember that because you slaughtered the guinea in your yard or something. Right? Yeah, yeah, uh, that was that was not that was very eventful. Yeah. So, do you guys have any like weird traditions in your family or personally that you like to do? Like what? Give us an example. So, one of mine, and I know Joel has one as well with his family. Um, but but something that I have to have at my mom's Thanksgiving dinner, um, uh-huh. is radishes and gravy, and so I put like sea salt okay. on a plate and I take my cold radishes and I dunk them in that warm gravy and then I dunk it in the salt and I eat them. Yeah, dude. That is weird. You're right. And anybody that tries them though, they love it. It's so good. I'm going to say I don't I don't think it. I've ever just picked up a radish and take, taken a bite out of it. See, I eat those as snacks. You 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 slice them first, right? Or do you eat no. them whole? Well, you well you wash the beet or I'm sorry, you wash the radish and you cut off both ends. But yeah. my mom gets ones that are still like on the roots and then she okay. cuts them fresh. So they're a lot smaller. They're not like okay. the big ones that are already in bags. They're like this size and I just dunk them in the gravy and it's like thick. Oh, it okay. sticks to it. Put some salt on it. So you get like the warm, savory and that tangy mm. radish and salty. I love it. It's like my like, absolute, I've got to have it. Like a little crudite top platter. Oh, yes. 
whatever that means. <laughs> yeah. So we, uh, my mom has vegetables. A, my mom has a giant sheet that she puts a over sheet. Uh, that she puts over your, the d- dining your room. Your mom table. takes a giant sheet on Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> on the table, probably right huh. on the table. She lays it out on the table. Huh? Yeah. And we all write on it, Jeremy. No, oh. but no, she puts a giant bed sheet on the table, and then every year it's not a tablecloth. No, it's just a so physical it functions sheet. as a tablecloth, but we use the same one every year. So it's got everybody's like wishes or things they're thankful oh. for on there, and of course. From our family, there's a lot of smart-ass comments. There's a lot of loving things. We'll date it, but you can look back. Like, there's things on the tablecloth that are from when, before Joel met me. Like, when he was, like, going through, like, breakups or dating other people. Or, <laughs> it's like, oh, you know, gone. You know, yeah. to find a blonde bombshell. <laughs> yeah, people that are, you know, when they've been pregnant or people that have, like, missed out on Thanksgiving because of surgeries. And so you can kind of look back and, like, every year we all look forward to sitting down and reading things that we wrote years prior. So it's a really cool memoir. I love that idea. Mm. I want to start doing that because like, I think especially since this is going to be our first year with a baby, we can be like, we started this the year you were born. You were just weeks old and mm. we'll have that to look back on for, you know, our entire life. That I love that a it's lot. It's great yeah. too because people get their, you know, you get your gravy and stuff all over it and she throws it in the washer, washes it and she stores it. And so just like when you sit down, there's like three or four Sharpies, um, all over the table and everybody just signs it. So, you know, we, we laugh about it. We cry about it and it's great. I was going to say, I could see it, you know, eventually it'll get to the point where you've got stuff left behind from family members who aren't with us anymore. And that could be tough. Ah! It's wonderful, (laughs) but, but awesome. You know, that's like, that's something you would treasure for forever. Yeah. And you put on there, like, I'm thankful for, you know, huge breasts and dark meat or, you know, and and then we'll laugh and be like, look at how stupid we were like 10 years ago. That was me. Sorry. (laughs) You literally wrote that on there. I like eating dark meat and my wife has big breasts. So there you go. There you go. And right next to there is like uncle Earl's comment who died two years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's some that are like, you know, I'm thankful for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And then there's one that's like, you know, I don't know. I've got I'll I'll take pictures. We'll put them on the TRP um, story. (laughs) There's some things I don't want to say on air. (laughs) Oh, whatever. Like we ever have a filter. (laughs) So what about you guys? You guys. I, I don't have anything weird like that. Usually we get up and bake. Uh, I have this huge 17 inch cast iron skillet and I'll do like a big triple batch of biscuits. So that as people show up to the house, they have something to kind of eat on throughout the day. Because like you guys, we don't, you know, I usually fry a turkey for Thanksgiving. And so I have to get up pretty early and get that out of the brine and make sure that it's good and dry. Uh, And by the time everybody's rolling in, it's one or two o'clock. So those biscuits are like the appetizer. It's it's almost like biscuits are brunch uh, ahead of Linner, like you were saying. Yeah. That's but not you, super weird. That's just kind of a regular no, tradition. No, it's a tradition. Yeah. Everybody, you got to have Everybody this. can cat, count, cat. I can't talk tonight. Everybody can count on Matt's appetizer biscuits every time they come. Yeah, that's right. I, I have nothing like that. No <laughs> traditions? Not really. Like, I just cook for three days straight and then serve a big meal. <laughs> I mean, other than the turkey, <laughs> like, tradition. what is your most requested, like, side dish? Uh, Like... Um, we always have like some sort of yeast roll. Um, uh, we're, we're not biscuits, which, which I guess we'll get into, uh, to bread later, but we're big on the yeast rolls. Like I, I hardly ever make them except for on Thanksgiving. Um, and that's, that's like a staple. We always had those growing up. Um, 
but yeah, like I, I'm not a traditional person. Like, like I said, like if I could get rid of the turkey, I would. I get rid of everything and do something. I make sushi for Thanksgiving. I don't care. Like, let's have some fun, you know. <laughs> well, I love where this is going. I think we should take a break. When we get back, we're gonna dive, nose dive in to food for Thanksgiving. We're gonna start with appetizers and breads, and we're gonna go on through. So, stick with us through the break, and we'll be back to chat. All right, welcome back. Uh, so, like we said before, we went to the break. We're going to be talking uh, Thanksgiving sides. Everything. Well, not just sides, everything but the main dish. So, uh, everything but the turkey. (laughs) Everything but the turkey. Yeah. Uh, So, as I was saying before, uh, one of the things that we like to start with are biscuits. My biscuits recipe specifically is one that we've broken down on this show before. So, go back and listen to, I don't have the episode number top of the dome, but it's called Biscuits and Bourbon. And you can hear how my. I think I could say they're award-winning at this point, uh, right? My yeah. award-winning buttermilk drop biscuits That's are made. Are. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was choking there a little bit. <laughs> so, <laughs> those are always a crowd pleaser. Uh, get some good, strong, uh, real buttermilk. Uh, that's really the key. Uh, what about you guys? Are you guys doing any kind of breads for Thanksgiving? Dude, we don't go anything crazy. It's like Sarah Lee rolls and and shit like that. You so know our I mean? whole family, everybody signs up for a couple dishes, and um, we bread. we usually make squash casserole. Yeah, squash as your casserole. bread, you make squash casserole. Breads. No, but I'm saying we don't bring the bread, so we have yeah. nothing to contribute. Uh, okay. <laughs> Wonder bread. Our yeah. sourdough episode <laughs> is looking really bad. If you think squash is bread. Um, <laughs> Uh, around here, we usually do some sort of yeasted roll, uh, for Thanksgiving. That's always like our go-to, uh, in the past, it's always been like the ones that you get like frozen in a bag and you let them set out all day and they rise. The best. Um, last year I did, uh, which we talked about this a bunch on the show. Um, uh, Joshua Wiseman's, uh, you know, homemade roll recipe with the flakes all on top and brushed with butter and stuff. Hokkaido rolls. Yeah. 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 The the ones we use for burger buns, all that sort of stuff. You know, you make them a little. What is that? Yeah, Which you I have, have made. made Thank you them. very much. Yes. Uh, fellow breadman Stacy has made them. Bread club! Um, I should get a ticket to the bread club. Um, well, it's tough to get in there. Um, <laughs> we yeah, don't so, talk about that. So we usually make those. We're more of a, a yeast roll than a, uh, than a biscuit family on Thanksgiving. Yeah, and in fairness, we usually do some sort of a yeast roll. My mom has a great homemade yeast roll that we'll actually eat with the meal. Um, oh, cool. Uh, but. There was actually one time, so she started them uh, at home, and this was at a point when they lived almost an hour away from us, and mm-hmm. so she was just going to let them proof in the car on the way over, uh, but because <laughs> the road was all windy and stuff, they just completely deflated on the oh, way here. So, no. so you had some we ended up, pancakes? Yeah, we ended up busting out the, uh, uh, what are those called? Sister Schubert's. I don't know oh, if you guys have ever read Sister Schubert's. I love it, those. In, in a little tin? Yes. Those are good. Yeah, yes. those are those are the Parker House sister Schubert's. Yes. Those are good too, but yeah. the ones that we had were the ones they're just in a bag. Yeah, yeah the yeah, dinner yeah. rolls like we like, used at yeah. Egg Fest. Yeah. 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 Now, do you guys only. split them and add some butter to them or do you just eat them plain? I'm just sopping up gravy with them. 
Yeah. She puts... I, I, I brush mine with butter when they come out of the oven, so they're pretty buttery already, and then I'll put flake salt on them. E- even if I have the store-bought ones, I'll still do flake salt and butter on them and stuff, and they'll, uh, you know, be good. She does a pad of butter and then uh, garlic salt, and it's fantastic. Mm. It's really good. Garlic salt. It's really good. My kids love it. Uh, yeah. sh- shout out to my sister, uh, Meg Meg. She loves to poke the rolls as they're proofing. She just finds it hilarious. So there'll always be a few that are just poked with a hole right in the center <laughs> that are just completely dead. And um, I'll bake them and then serve them to her. Um, because, <laughs> I was like going to say, is it uh, hilarious because of your reaction to her doing it? No, no. She's done this her whole life. Back when we were like children and my mom would make these like for, for Thanksgiving or whatever. She thought she just thinks it's hilarious to poke a roll as it's proofing because it has like a fun, con- like, you know, a fun <laughs> consistency to it. Like Play-Doh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> she's like Dennis the Menace. Oops, the red button. Oh, don't touch oh, it. Oh, she's the, she's the meanest uh, to- total rabbit hole here. But when we were younger, she would get a can of Pringles, like sour cream and onion. She'd take the, cr- the Pringles out, lick the sour cream and onion off of them, put them back in the can, and wait for me to get them. That's some special relationship you guys have. She's a peach, that one. All right, moving on. Appetizers. <laughs> what are some of your favorite appetizers at Thanksgiving? We don't really do appetizers other than the biscuits. So I wouldn't even say like appetizers, but like some staples at um, my mom's house. Like she always has little bowls of olives out that we kind of like munch on. Um, And we always do stuffed celery. So we'll take cream cheese and kind of whip it up with some garlic salt and stuff it in celery. That's a really good one. Um, Um, My Aunt Jill, um, she (gasps) makes these sausage balls. And she'll bring those over. We might have like some. Uh, what are they called? And we make the Thanksgiving ones. Yeah, but the what with the the wieners and the the sauce, like pigs in a blanket, cocktail wieners, cocktail wieners. Did you oh. say wieners? Wieners. <laughs> now oh. we have made Thanksgiving sausage balls that have like craisins and stuffing oh, yeah, mixed are, into them, mm. and then we Mac, serve them. Do they with have like, like a sauce with them, or do you yeah. serve them dry? So we used like a cranberry. Like a it was like a. Some some kind of sauce we made with like um, you know, not jelly cranberry, but like canned cranberry and some orange juice and a couple other things, and you make a dipping sauce for them. And I'm telling you right now, it's so good. They're good by themselves. They're lie. really really good. What other kinds of uh, uh, deviled eggs? The moist. Well, deviled the, eggs are a must. It's, that's not really an appetizer though. Even though we eat it like one, um, and we do a little rendition with the with deviled eggs. Sometimes we do buffalo deviled eggs, and they're really tasty. Oh. <laughs> not at Thanksgiving. So- so with me and appetizers, normally my goal for Thanksgiving is like food overload. Everything served at once, just like so much food, you can't process it. So we don't do a lot of appetizers. Um, if anything, we might do like a cheese board, like a fromage course or something, yeah. but uh, that would be about it. What's a fromage course? I don't know what that means. It's the French word for cheese. Oh, a fromage. We do like the Southern version of that, I guess. And I completely Crap forgot singles. about this until is, is, is it cheese it's on Ritz crackers, Matt? It's, oh, yes. It's 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 my, uh, my aunt Sissy and uncle Leon always have a huge garden and they grow hot peppers. And then Ooh. there's so many peppers. They don't know what to do with all of them. So they make pepper jelly. <gasps> nice. And so they'll put pepper jelly out on top of a block of cream cheese. It's called cowboy candy. It's Yum. delicious. Oh yeah! Didn't you bring good. over some some pepper jelly one time when we Maybe did the biscuits? So. We did biscuits. You brought over a pepper jelly. Was it there? Oh no no no! That, that was, was uh, that jelly. was uh, crab apple jelly. Oh okay yeah. okay. 
Yeah. Well, I'll tell you another, another one. We've not particularly made this for Thanksgiving. It's actually on the Reload Rub website. Um, but it's little tiny cocktail shrimp on Ritz crackers with cream cheese and cocktail sauce. You just and then sprinkle fully loaded on top, and that's so good. Fully loaded I feel like on. We have that. Did you guys serve that to us or something very similar yeah, one time? We, we, we did that once. It, yeah, it's been it's been a hard <laughs> minute, but yeah, yeah, for the uh... Super Bowl. I think it was Super Bowl appetizers. Maybe I think it was. Yeah, yeah, one of those episodes. Stacey, don't you have a cheese ball recipe also on there? Oh yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That'd be, that's <laughs> a good one. I Kool Aid man, that one. Yep. Yeah. And actually that was my reload recommends on the episode where we forgot to record. So uh cheese ball is really, really good. And you could form it into the shape of a football or a ball or whatever. Turkey. Um, the, the general rule with our fully loaded cheese ball is one black of cream cheese to one teaspoon of fully loaded. Typically when we make it as an appetizer, we use two blocks of cream cheese and kind of get it softened two teaspoons of fully loaded. And then we'll add, you know, diced jalapenos, bacon bits, not bacon bits. We actually chop our own bacon. Yeah, but the key um, is to get, is the mixed bacon in the ball and then roll it on the on outside. The outside. Yeah. I, it pisses me mm-hmm. off when I get a cream cheese ball and it's coated in bacon on the outside. But it, once all that crust is gone, you just got a cream cheese ball. You got to mix and it and in. And the bacon inside really adds that smokiness to it. So the fully loaded, the bacon, diced jalapenos, um, and shredded cheese. And you can really get creative. We've done it before with sun-dried tomatoes and um, feta or, I mean, you could get mm-hmm. really a Greek seasoning or whatever. But um, this one, we add shredded cheese to it and then mash it into a ball, top it with more bacon bits and serve it with Ritz or townhouse crackers or even wheat thins. And, like, it gets gobbled up, no pun intended, ah. gobbled up. Yeah, Matt. You guys ever had a, a cheese ball that had chipped beef in it instead of bacon? Oh. So I make a chipped beef bread dip with dill, chipped beef. Um, there's mayo, sour cream, garlic, stuff like that in there. And then I serve it with cubed Hawaiian rolls. Okay, that sounds good too. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'll have to make that for you guys I, sometime. As I'm saying that, I, I realize I have no idea what chipped beef actually is. I just know that it goes in cheese ball. So it comes, when we make so it. in the, the tuna fish and like the canned meat section, if you look on the top, they're in a little glass jar. Okay. And they're about Jerry's face. So they're larger what, than a pepperoni. What's the French name for that? <laughs> I don't know. But the pieces inside are larger than a pepperoni and they're smaller than a, a bologna. So they're about this big and they're like a pale brown and they're stacked. It's yeah. like if you were to leave a piece of, and they're thin. It's like if you were to leave a piece of bologna out on the counter for like two days, how it gets like dry. Sounds less yeah. and less good. Yeah. And you take that and you chop it up and you add it to this dip. And anytime we make really it, good. it's so delicious. It's but yeah, that's, that's chipped beef. It's on the same aisle as the Vienna sausages, no the doubt. Canned meat, it's kitchen counter bologna. It's I can't believe we're talking about canned meats on Thanksgiving. Hey man, that's all good. All right, what about you guys? Any type of little finger foods or anything like that? Little little things you add to your plate, deviled eggs, stuff like that. Nope. Usually, so we always have deviled eggs, um, and then usually there's so like I said, I do a fried turkey and usually a ham, and the proteins are are off first, and I'm carving that stuff while I'm finishing up the sides, and so that stuff turns into what people are picking at before the main meal. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Everybody's like sampling the bits of the proteins, and of course, chowing down on some deviled eggs. That's right. Even though that's intended to go with the main meal. Hey, he, all he does is a cheese board. Yeah, here I talked true. about it. 
Yeah. Yeah. I like know. I do a I do a lot of sides. Like it's an overload. Um. Well, so everything is. Let's roll it. Let's start talking so, sides. Something that I like to actually chew on while you know everybody's prepping and carving and stuff like that is the is the uh, the heart. Turkey heart. I love the turkey heart. I like the giblets. It's good. Oh no, giblets go in gravy. Okay. Yeah, his his grandmother does that. No, She'll I put like, pieces of the neck and stuff in I there. Like, but I love the yes, heart. Yeah. I like giblet gravy, but that that little heart, man. How do you cook it? You just you just cook it, pull it at that. You know, pull the bag out of the bird after it's done. You I think I mean? she yeah she there. cooks it in the pan with the with the broth that she uses to bake the no, turkey they don't, and stuff. Don't, don't they bake it in the in the bird with the bag? Yeah. No, it comes leaving the bag, bag in the turkey while it's baking. No, she you takes the pieces know. out. She takes the okay. pieces. Okay, well, I don't freaking know. I never cook it. <laughs> yeah, she takes the pieces <laughs> out and it's in the pan with the turkey. We're with not the deep frying the damn thing. You can leave no, it no, in there. It's still plastic. It's a plastic bag. You got to take that out of the turkey. Well, I put my pen. In my, I put ink pens and cocktails. Who cares? <laughs> she does. She puts. <laughs> she, Joel, she puts we it keep you around for like the everyday man's experience. Yeah, like. so she bastes the bird throughout the day, and it's cooking in the juices. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's cool. I still, I still have. I know, Darren. Once you know, I've noticed you and uh, Straw Hats banter back and forth about my 275 wings over the past three weeks. Don't worry. He, he loves bringing that up. Yeah, and, uh, yeah he does. And so do I. And believe me, I purposefully <laughs> ignored them. <laughs> you know what? This We've already said this is a Wednesday. I posted some wings today, and I haven't got that comment from him yet. So I, I, I'm waiting for it, Josh. It's no. only a matter of time. Yeah, no, I'm about to pounce. So sides, let's dive in. Straight into it. Do you guys have any sides that are like a staple at every single Thanksgiving? I have one and I have my, uh, it's the garlic rosemary sous vide mashed potatoes, AKA palms puree. That's at every single Thanksgiving. Cause I can make it the day before, put it in a bag, vac seal it. And then all I got to do is drop it in the sous vide for an hour. And it, they're the, the most magical mashed potatoes. So like, that's just a given staple every single year. Do you guys have stuff like that? Well, yeah, because if your grandmother saw you making box mashed potatoes, she would turn over in her gravy. <laughs> Get it. I don't understand. Do they put like, <sighs> the potatoes in the box or? Yes. They do. Okay. So yeah. it's like a box of potatoes. They, and make, you mash they, them up? they make mashed potatoes and they dehydrate them. So, Did you not get my joke? Then you I heard it. the joke, Stacey. I liked it. I liked, I liked, it. I liked the joke, too. Thanks. Jeremy didn't hear it. He couldn't. I said boxed mashed potatoes, and he was like, <gasps> he couldn't think yeah, of anything else past anything that. Past That's that. the face right mm-hmm. there. That's no, yeah. so uh, staple for I us. I thought that was the punchline. Uh, okay. <laughs> so so uh, Stacey makes this every single year, and it is the, the squash casserole. It's something we we prep together. Um, everybody always requests it, and it always gets smashed. There's never any of it left. Yeah, it's like mandolin um, squash, like fresh squash, uh, grated like fresh yellow carrots, or yellow yellow squash, and then grated fresh carrots, um, chopped onions. It sounds really strange, but I'm telling you, we gotta make it. Um, like cream of chicken soup, mm-hmm. some sour cream, some seasonings, and stovetop, and you mix it all together, and then you top it with stovetop butter and, and stuff and, like and that. And the uh, the the um, the French onions thingies. Oh, French's fried onions. Those are the best. We don't use the French onion thing. No, you're thinking of hash browns. Hash brown yeah. casserole. But we put the stu- stovetop stuffing on there. Look at me. 
And if you could find the cranberry stovetop stuffing, that's what it did. But it is. But you got to use extra topping. Extra topping. Because it gets really, it gets kind of crunchy on the top. Yeah. So don't, you can't Mm -hmm. skip on the, on the melted butter on there. So, um, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I'd be happy to share the, you know, guys, just tidbit of information, any of these recipes that we're talking about, and it gives you guys the idea, go ahead and shoot us a DM and we'll be happy to give them to you. All right. While you're talking about squash there, I just saw a recipe from uh, Maddie Matheson where he took a whole butternut squash and stuffed it full of stuffing and then roasted the whole thing. And uh, I think that might be uh, my sister Megan's um, request this year is a stuffed butternut squash. Ooh, Sounds really cool. good. Yeah. Matt, I don't ever know how to feel about Maddie Matheson. I, know. I can't decide if I like him I'm on a Maddie Matheson kick right now. Um, I'm I watching a bunch book. of his stuff. So yeah. I like him, and he he seems to know how to cook his stuff, but he looks like he stinks. <laughs> he looks like a fun guy to drop acid with, Matt. What's your? <laughs> I watched I watched one of his videos, or I got into his show for a little bit, and then it was just like I don't know. The dude just started getting he was more doing that more and more. He's when he bleached his hair blonde. He was and, doing the porchetta on the episode oh, we watched. Yeah. He's, a lot. He's a lot. Yeah, he is a lot. Anyways, Matt. That's a good way to put it. He's definitely a lot. Matt, what's your go-to recipe? So something that we always have is, I alluded to this earlier, we always make the dressing. uh, And we have a recipe where we start early that morning with cornbread, homemade cornbread. And then uh, our dressing actually gets blended and not blended with a blender, but mixed and put in a slow cooker for six hours. So... uh, it stays incredibly moist because you do mix in like some cream and chicken soups and celery and onions and things like that. Uh, but the flavor level on it is off the charts. It's incredible. See, I would nice. like to try that. And I want to actually segue into this stuff uh, where Stacy has here on the rundown uh, stuffing versus dressing. Um, hold, hold on. I, I have a quick question for Matt before we jump further into this. Matt, uh, do you write out your whole menu for Thanksgiving like weeks in advance and stuff so you can properly get everything organized? That's something uh, I'm really big on. It's not usually weeks, but you guys know Julie. Julie's like yeah. a super planner and she's mm-hmm. normally got a list with times on yes. when we need to start things and when things should be coming out. Yeah, we have an entire yeah. game plan going yeah. into the day. That's awesome. I'm I, I'm the same way cuz like I need to shop a couple days in advance. I got to cook I I start cooking the night before, so I have goals for tonight goals for the morning when the bread has to proof all this is stuff um so i'm very big on all of that and that plays heavily into like what dishes you're making and what yep. needs to go when um so that's a just a good tip for someone who's hosting their first thanksgiving or is hosting a thanksgiving at all plan 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 and plan Joel? some more and don't go to the grocery store like a few days beforehand because it's a freaking nightmare you need to start getting mm-hmm. stuff like a week or two in advance because half the yep. time the shelves are blown out of you know green beans or french fried onions or cream of chicken soup because they can't find half the shit that you need so uh a little rabbit hole again uh <laughs> jeremy's year- full of it today one year for Thanksgiving, uh, my mom and I went to the uh, grocery store like the day before Thanksgiving. Um, this was uh, uh, before we had kids. I think Ty might have been pregnant with Amelia or something. Um, and we're getting everything. And and like this girl kind of keeps following us on these aisles and stuff and kind of like, making conversations. She's like, oh, I need that up there. And I handed her something or whatever. And she like straight up asked me, so what are you doing for Thanksgiving? And I mean, like she was missing a few teeth in the front. <laughs> she was straight up hillbilly. Oh, hey boy. And I was like, 
spending it with my wife and I walked away <laughs> and my mom just rolling laughing through this whole proceeding and stuff. She's like, ha 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 ha. You got hit on by a hillbilly. And I had a big old beard at the time. I went home and shaved like immediately. I was like, I'm done with this shit. Um, like, I want- <laughs> but that should teach you. I never go shopping like the day before Thanksgiving. I now I want to get my so. turkey all over your beard, Jeremy. Oh, <laughs> turkey juice. Uh, gobble, gobble. <laughs> That dark, dark meat. That was good. <laughs> Not gonna lie. Hey, look at this right here. Okay. Um, all right. So let's talk about stuffing versus dressing. So I have never been a huge fan of either. Not that I won't eat them. I'm just not ever coming into Thanksgiving going, oh, I can't wait to have a, that stuffing or that dressing. I think- we established several episodes back that you guys weren't big sage people, right? Right. And sage is what makes a dressing or a stuffing a dressing or a stuffing. Like that is the herb that you're tasting that tastes so good. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, I disagree with you because honest to God, my mom's stuffing is the number one thing I look forward to on Thanksgiving. But it's nothing like you've ever had before. It's it's did, dense. Did, did we- did we define what a stuffing and what a dressing is? Go no, ahead. we have. I think we should go down that Go for road. it. A stuffing is something that's stuffed inside the bird and cooked along with it. A dressing is something that's cooked in a separate pan, but they are the same ingredients. So in the yeah. bird so with St- the- Stacey, with the- your mother's is a stuffing. It's inside the bird. Yes. So in the bird yeah. with, with the bag of giblets. Yeah. <laughs> with, the- with, with that plastic bag of giblets. That's what adds to the flavor. <laughs> no, hers is a stuffing, oh, and it's an very idiot. unique. Um the way it sounds isn't how it tastes. Um, it's, it's definitely, you know, if you're outside of our family, it's something you have to get used to. Um, but she starts cooking it days in advance. You know, she sets bread, like just cheap white bread out and lets it get dry. Um, and soaks it in, um, chicken broth and she mixes hamburger meat, um, seasonal salt and pepper and allspice to it and then stuffs the bird. So it is moist. I mean, it is packed in, uh, chicken broth and then she stuffs this big old thing all deep in there and then afterwards when she takes the bird out i mean like it's it's actually quite pretty it's mighty moist on that and it's delicious like i look forward to pairing that jeremy's face with my thanksgiving every year Mm. (laughs) almond moisture yum Mm. so you're putting ground beef inside your turkey to cook it well in the stuffing yeah when you, I've she, never heard of that. When yep. she pulls it out, it, it's it's dark brown. It's a dark brown color, and when the first time I saw him, like that looks like a fucking turd. It looks like a big old turd. <laughs> but no, it's it's just like this grayish, beautiful, dense log that's plopped on your plate. <laughs> but it's like bread consistency because it's majority <laughs> bread. Turkey is prairie dogging. <laughs> it, is, it is. I'll take a picture and I'll show you guys. It's amazing. But it is super. Everyone tasty, loves man. it. It really is. It's, yeah. it's it's different than any stuffing I've had before. So it's not like the traditional like dressing or stuffing that everybody talks about. So, Matt, I would love to hear your opinion on stuffing. I just, to me, it it's a lot like the bacon wrapped Oreos where I feel like just like we were saying on that, where the pork juice is going to be in the middle and kind of gross. And I don't know, it just isn't appetizing at all. I think very similarly about stuffing, like you're going to have all that Turkey juice, like from the raw Turkey down in your stuffing. And if you're not cooking your stuffing to temp, you're only measuring the bird temp. That's like, that's going to be gross in the middle. It's well, it's well cooked through. And it's like, like I said, it's kind of like a like a dressing or a stuffing consistency. It's bready. And some no, so, a ton of people do it. So is the turkey incredibly dry? No, 
It's not. Then I guarantee you the stuffing is undercooked. It's uh, not. I think you're that, that, mistaken, that's sir. That's the the seesaw that you're kind of it's playing with there. So moist, and no. she bastes and cooks it in in chicken broth and There's juices, nothing. and it's it's, it's so, moist. So, so, so the the, the idea it. is, if a breast is temping, let's say your goal is to hit one sixty five because that's the safe temperature for you can for, argue for all you want and say that, but it's not. It's good. No, no, no. no I'm just telling you the theory. So the, the idea is if say you pull at 155 or something and then you're going to let it rest for an hour or so so that it it rises up to that 165, you're saying that three inches deeper inside the turkey is also 165. Yes. You see how that, that math doesn't work? It works perfect. It does. <laughs> okay. It's totally fine. It's called convection in the turkey. Turkey convection science. I mean, yeah, it works. It's delicious. Science. Yeah. It's completely I'm not, done. I'm not here to like crap on family traditions or yeah, anything by any it's means. It's just not. It's, that's the thing that to me, it just like, hey. like Jeremy. He's was calling saying, my mom's that, turkey dry. Let's probe it. Let's probe it. <laughs> I'm asking Gary's hey, going to his ass. I Gary is. Gary's dry turkey Gary did like you. Why, <laughs> that's why Thanksgiving gravy is so good is because turkey needs the gravy for flavor and, and moisture. So mm. I think that's, that's fairly common, and, right? And, and, in defense, I guess I never eat the breasts, so I don't know if they're dry. All I know is that them legs are nice and, and moist. Well, well, <laughs> th- th- that brings back to the point I was saying earlier, which we'll get into that next week when we talk specifically about the turkey. But like we all know, dark meat is cooked to a much higher temperature than light meat. So if your legs are at one eighty-five, yeah, your 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 insides there are definitely going to be one sixty-five. You know what I mean? Yes. But isn't, isn't, now we'll talk about that on the next Turkey podcast. So, but then mm-hmm. let's get into dressing though. So mm-hmm. Matt, you said you had a pretty killer dressing recipe. I do. And I don't necessarily want to walk through all the, no, all the steps, step by step here, but Is if somebody, website? Uh, it's not, it's one I need to get on the website. We have a, a printout of a base recipe that we've like marked up all over the place with all the tweaks that we've made from year to year to make it better. So I need to commit that to an actual blog post and maybe I'll do that for this year. I'm about to have some time on my hands. Right. <laughs> but like I said, it goes in the crock pot. We, we start with homemade cornbread, which the recipe for that is on my website. Um, and then it gets blended with like a cream and chicken soup, uh, celery, onion, a lot of sage, salt, pepper, I think maybe some thyme, uh, butter, eggs, it's all mixed up, put in the crock pot for six hours. It's a really good Thanksgiving dressing because you don't have to worry about baking it while you're also baking a turkey. You just ah. put it in the crock pot off to the side, Ooh. let it go, and then it's ready to eat by the time dinner is served. I, I love that. that. Yeah. We don't have a anybody in our family that does a dressing. No one does it, does it? Mimi. She makes a dressing? Yeah. Really? I think she makes a dressing. She usually brings it at Thanksgiving. Jeremy? I feel like... We need to do at some point, like like you're saying, a Friendsgiving, but we need to do all of our own like weird things that we've had growing up with our families this whole time and then try each other's dishes, you know? Radishes and Did, gravy. Yeah. Didn't we, didn't we do a Friendsgiving last year? Because I made those uh, twice-baked sweet potatoes with Telezio cheese. Valentine's. That was Just so kidding. good. That was so good, though. Oh, that's what I want. Oh, oh. Mouth but Those were good. That, that was a dish from last Thanksgiving that I discovered and became like the star of the show. So good. I would love to have those again. So stuffing and dressing is a very uh, lackluster segment here, Stacey. No. We got, we got, Whatever. He should have my mom's dressing or stuffing. Well, we had you, you're in Jeremy's <laughs> argument over stuffing. We had 
the only person in the podcast that makes a dressing is Matt. So <laughs> let's Do go. You ahead. not make a dressing, Jeremy? Like I said, my Thanksgiving is comprised of dishes, but, but like I'll research stuff and suggest things to people, like because I know their taste and stuff, and no one's ever wanted one of those no one's ever said like my thing this year is a dressing which i think megan's this year is going to be one so i'll end up making i might do that uh that butternut squash stuffed one um do, do you like butternut squash matt yeah yeah oh, you'll it's do funny stinkies. i think butternut squash is good but the yellow squash i'm not really super fond of it has a weird texture the uh the yellow one can get yeah. kind of weird but the butternut is fantastic so for sure. our, for our listeners though, what is what if I, if I if they're wanting to get into this and they've really not done much of e- either or, um, wh- if you're let's say I'm cooking turkey for the first time and I want to do I don't know if I'm going to do stuffing or if I want to do uh, dressing for you guys do a dressing get the stuffing out of there you don't want none of it but what is it the just main, adds too much complexity but what is the dress what's the main what does the dressing give what's it what's it bring to the table. For the turkey. Matt, you make a dressing. Take this one. I mean, it's just a delicious side. That's like asking what does macaroni and cheese or green bean casserole give to the turkey? So you're not putting that over the top of the meat? No, it's served beside the meat. Okay. And it, and when you're in plate stacking at Thanksgiving is like a whole other, we could probably do a whole show just about the correct way to stack your plate. But <laughs> the, the dressing and the turkey go side by side so you can cover them both with the gravy. I got you. I'll tell you what I like to do is I like the canned gelatin cranberry and I'll pair a piece of turkey, a bite of stuffing, some gravy, and a cube, (laughs) little cut slice of the cranberry sauce. You and Jeremy about to get into it again. I love it so much. If my ge- if my cranberry sauce isn't shaped like the can when it's on the table, <laughs> then I'm disappointed. Mm-hmm. All right. Ha- have you guys ever had fresh made cranberry sauce? Oh, yeah. Not me. I have. Someone brings what? it at, our ta- at ours. Who? I don't know. Somebody brings freshly made cranberries with the fresh cranberries in it in the sauce at this Thanksgiving. I'll let I you think know in three that's weeks. thing I don't like. I don't yeah, like, like whole fruit there. in it. I just want it to be no. the jello. No, you, 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 like, like I use my immersion blender and blend it till it's quite smooth. I yeah, mean, like, it's not smooth. This is chunky. Yeah. I, I mean, like, mine has, like, it's not as smooth as jello, like the stuff in the can, but it's, it's quite smooth. Um, but it, there's, like, people who don't like cranberry sauce like a really good homemade one. And, like, my wife is a big fan of the canned stuff. And we used to get the canned stuff. But then um, I did some practice cooks last year, and I made the homemade stuff. And she's like, oh, no, like, this is much, much better. Like, it actually it. has a lot of flavor to it and stuff. See, that's what I like. I don't like it super, super chunky. I think that's why I like the the canned one, because it is smooth versus having, yeah. like, big, dense chunks of something in yeah. there. When you're cooking down the uh, the cranberries, you just put your immersion blender in there and you make it as smooth as you want. Like th- that's totally a preference thing. We need like an immersion blender. Thick. I like well, it chunky. <laughs> Sorry, I don't have ahead. an immersion blender. I want one. So, uh, I'll, so I like cranberry sauce from the can for Thanksgiving the meal, but for leftovers, I think there's. I don't know if you guys have heard of Wassies. It's a big uh, grill yeah. store. I think in the yeah. Florida area, you, you can find Reload Ribbon seasoning on their shelves. Oh, there you go. So they also make and package, I think it's called like a cranberry orange relish, which is the consistency of relish, but it's got little pieces of orange and cranberries in it. Um, And that's really good on 
Thanksgiving leftover sandwiches. So if you take like turkey and uh, dressing and gravy and some of that relish (gasps) and some mayonnaise, it's delicious. Mayonnaise with the relish? And oh oh, yeah, oh yeah. We gotta save save talking about leftovers too for Turkey One (laughs) Hundred Two. (laughs) <laughs> for Thanksgiving 103. <laughs> All right, yeah. that, that's Joel's specialty. Whatever. I, I can't talk tonight. Sweet potatoes. They, Y'all serve sweet potatoes? I don't like like the mushy, sweet, like uh, marshmallowy sweet potatoes. Me like either. I'm much more of a savory, like roasted sweet potato fan. So we usually just skip them. Unless like somebody hands on top and stuff, Matt? Yeah, no way. That's a dessert, not a side. I don't like them either. <laughs> I don't mind it. With the marshmallows, uh, the brown sugar, and all that, I, me, me either. I am I'm in total agreement with that. Like you all are communists. Our our go to <laughs> is the dish I just talked about a few minutes ago: the twice baked sweet potatoes with the telegio cheese in them, with a little bit of bacon crumble on top, and uh, you know, like a sprig of fresh thyme. Oh, Those are delicious. And Probably then. one of the best things I've ever ate. That recipe is on Reload. Yep, well, I believe so, isn't it? <laughs> all right. Yeah. Um, you can find do you it. guys do green bean casserole. Yes. I've it's done it before. Well, so I think my problem is when I've does. made it, it mm-hmm. I do like the old standby where it's like cream of mushroom soup and French's onions, and it's not ever very good. Yeah, you got to make everything from scratch. Get like some good like central mushrooms and like make your own cream of mushroom, um, uh, um, you know, stock to put in there, and it's completely next level. Fresh green beans, yeah. uh, you know, fresh snap uh, green beans, um, and then but still got to keep with like the French's fried onions. Those okay. can't be topped. Hi, you can't make I, those at home. I appreciate that, Jeremy. Shout out, it's French's. not worth the effort of like like. Like I've made my own fried shallots before, and it's not worth the effort. And the Frenches are just amazing. Yes, they are amazing. All right, so we're gonna die. Are we done talking about sides? Any, any more we want to get into? Um, can you Jeremy, think of any other classics? You got a full Matt, gauntlet. Was it mac and cheese. My aunt yeah, makes a mac and usually cheese. Usually make a mac and cheese every year. Yeah, with a crumb on top. That's um, delicious. Something yeah. that his aunt makes that is that is actually being requested for us to make for my mom's is um. Corn casserole. Yes, her corn casserole is bomb, mm. dude. And that's so what really is corn good. casserole? Like, how's that different from cream corn? So it's 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 dense. mixed with some jiffy cornbread mix. So it's actually oh. like a cornbready, corny, um, moist casserole, and it's really good and creamy. Corn cornbready, corny. What about a like a broccoli casserole? You Love guys it. ever have that? Yep. Like the cold one with the bacon bits and the. No, this one, it's warm and it's got, I'm, I, my mother-in-law brings it and it's delicious every year. I don't know. It's got magic in it is the only way I know to describe it. I need to ask for the recipe. I think it's got cheese whiz in the recipe. It's very cheesy, oniony, like roasted broccoli. It's delicious. Yeah. Well, like a broccoli cheddar dish is fantastic. Yes. Yeah. I like, there's somebody, that, uh, somebody in our family makes it and they put like shredded cheese and croutons, things like that in it. And it's fantastic oh cheese it's and stuff in it yeah Someone, yeah. when your aunt makes that yeah it's so good uh i've really um so i love brussels sprouts and within mm-hmm. like the last year or two i've gotten my wife to like them also uh so one we did last year was um uh like like baked like roasted brussels sprouts with a warm honey glaze and like freshly sliced shallots mixed into it for like a little bit of like a uh um you know a little cut there mix mix some bacon in with it while you're roasting them mm-hmm. and it takes them to the next level oh yeah we'll, we'll do that like on a weeknight just like um 
like superheat like a cast iron pan, uh, slice and clean your um, your Brussels sprouts, and then uh, in the pan I'll put like a tablespoon or two of uh, of bacon lard, and then uh, from like cooking the bacon in it, or I just have it on hand, and then uh, just cook them face side down in that cast iron skillet so they get nice and crispy on the open side, and then just roast them at like four fifty for like I don't know twenty minutes or so until they're tender. Fantastic! Yeah. I'm so hungry. Super easy. I'm so hungry mm. right now. But like, that's my table is like five or six really big sides, bread and a main. And like, that's what I do. So I have a question. And this maybe have to be saved. Can we come over for dinner? Yeah. (laughs) This may have to be saved for, uh, the, the main course part of Turkey one or two, but is ham is a spiraled ham considered a main course or a side or can it be both? I, I consider it, I can I consider it a side, personally. Mm-hmm. The only reason I say that is because I'm always getting turkey. Tur- to me, turkey is just the main course. I'd say a ham is like a second main. Yeah, and it's which so I don't ever have enough over. people over to justify two mains. Like yeah. we normally have like less than ten people, so it's not like enough to do like a 12, 15 pound turkey and a ham. Yeah. But you know, Oh, sure it is. You got to consider the leftovers. The leftovers have to factor into the amount of food that you're making. It's like, you don't even know me, Matt. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So on that note, let's go ahead and get out of here. Let's take another break. And on the other side, we're going to jump into your favorite segments of the podcast. Jeremy's rapid fire questions and Joel's reload recommends. I said my own name. We'll see you on the other side. Guys, welcome back from the break. We are going to jump right into rapid fire question tonight because it's his last night for a little bit. Yeah. Let's do Matt first, and then Stacy and Joel. All right, guys. First question of the evening: Is cinnamon just delicious sawdust, Matt? Uh, technically, yes. That's a good way to think of it. Stacy, absolutely. Yes, and yes. Very good. All right. The next one is a special question. It's actually a singing question. So here we go. Who's that girl? Who's that girl? Matt. (laughs) What am I supposed to do? She's that girl. Okay. I don't know. Quien es esta niña? Who's that girl? Joel, quit Googling stuff. Uh, I don't know. The hooker walking down the street. He sees something good. He <laughs> 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 sees something good to eat. Good grief. What do you. <laughs> you eat some like, I don't know if that's like overly gonna... sexual or if you're a cannibal in that song. Like, <laughs> well, I, was, mm-hmm. I, was, I was trying to rhyme treat. Like, man, man, that's a nice little treat. Whatever. Okay. I'm not, I'm not, you know, we're not doing well was, on this side of the podcast. The answer, the answer was it's Jess. All right. Oh, what is sure. more stubborn than an Android person who won't switch to an iPhone? Matt. 
literally nothing. There's nothing more stubborn than that. That's so true. Stacy. You. She's so stubborn, <laughs> she won't even answer the question. Yeah. <laughs> Joel. I was going to say, a man who won't let his own mother cook in his kitchen. But, but I have an iPhone. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's a good one, actually. What is red and bad for your teeth? Matt. Uh, cherry Kool-Aid. Okay. Stacy. Wine. Joel. Hot tamales. Okay. Uh, the answer I had was a brick. All right, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Chicken wings or tacos? Matt. Tacos. Tacos all day. Chicken wings. My man. My man. No, I'm sorry. I'm burning that button up tonight. What about wings in a taco? How important to you as an individual is a constant aperture? Matt. Extremely important. It's the only kind of lens I'll buy. Exactly. Well, way to drop that in there. Thanks. I'm going to screw with these two. Sorry for the context, please. Um, well, it wasn't very important until I figured out that that has been a problem of ours for the past few years filming. Joel? As a professional photographer and man of many means. With 10,000 subscribers on your YouTube channel. <laughs> That's right. We uh, are aperture friendly over here and, and insist that you always buy a constant aperture lens. Don't buy ones of 3.5 to 6.5 that cost double with the other lens at the constant aperture and have to take it back and argue with the manager on whether or not you open the damn box or not. Or have a $180 selfie fee. That, that is a completely hypothetical story. I'm, br- I'm glad you brought that up. Yes. <laughs> All right, guys, next one. We have, in the past, talked about the completely plausible theory of the Earth being flat. But let me take it one step further. Ooh. Is the moon flat? Matt. I think you can literally see that it's round. No. Uh, it's round. It's like a circle round. Like a pie is round, but a pie is also flat. Mm-hmm. No, no. I'm not being backed into a corner. No, it's round. It's a sphere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm looking at it <laughs> right now. A sphere. I'm looking at it over Matt's shoulder. And if it was flat, they wouldn't have any surface to walk on. If it was flat vertically, like. Or, or, You're assuming they actually went. They did. Well, they walked on the moon. I don't know. I, I see a pretty flat surface in that uh, in that curvature behind that, in that picture. Do you think it's paper thin that they're just walking on a platform? I didn't say how thick it was. That's I just true. said, was it flat or not? That's true. It's really a silhouette. That's what she said. It's actually a silhouette that they've hung in the sky. Mm. Who's they? Who, who hung it? You know who they are. <laughs> He's afraid to You say. know they. Yeah. The, can't the, say. We don't speak they's name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The it's kind of like, it's like the bread club. <laughs> it, you don't talk about it's it. It's kind of like it's kind of like Voldemort. You can't say Illuminati on the podcast, or you get in trouble. Oh shit! Yeah. All right, next question, guys. No, Beyonce's coming for us. Bacon or sausage, Matt? Bacon. Stacy. And that's not even a question to me. It's definitely bacon. Joel. Bacon, but rab- tiny rabbit hole. My Her? youngest is starting. He's on a. <laughs> he's starting to find his love for sausage patties. Mm, they are good. I'm glad everybody's really excited about hearing that. I mean, come on. I mean, you know, how many kids <laughs> like sausage? Come on. I love some good sausage. Mm, put it sausage all up. Sausage definitely a strong number two, though. Yeah. yeah. I mean, 
There's a, like, you have the patted sausage, you have ground sausage for sausage gravy, smoked, you have sausage. smoked sausages. Like, it's very versatile. It is. You have Vienna sausages. Oh, yes. You're, you're giving up your Viennas in yes. this scenario. No, Viennas are a whole other category than them freaking seasoned sausage, right? I didn't say seasoned sausage. I just said sausage in general. Well, there's a, that's a plethora of sausages in the world, Jeremy. It is. It's a whole well, bacon's gambit. a really special thing. That's a gambit of flavors. It is. It's an redacted right. statement. Matt, for the last time, for what's going to be a little good bit of time, <laughs> are Reload Rubs the greatest seasonings of all time? Uh, y- yes, of course. And I'm not dying. I will be back. <laughs> well, yeah, to us. Yeah. Stacy. Is stuffing the best thing that comes out of Thanksgiving? It's a really weird way to put down your own rub line. Joel. <laughs> Am I extremely disappointed that Matt's going to go on hiatus and he couldn't prepare one funny line for this question? I'm not breaking this streak just because I'm going to miss a week or two. <laughs> hey, I want to take over his. Man. I'll take over his answer. Oh, yeah? Yes. When he's gone. I'll say yes, of course. No, I won't. think we need to make the uh, the Apple King of Oregon take over his answer. No, oh. no. He has to get the creative ones. No. <laughs> no. We, no. Everyone's, he don't get off. No. It's a Matt thing. As, as, as the... the, the Resident host of this podcast, everyone has to come creative shit. Only Matt gets to do that answer. That's what I just said. <laughs> I said it's a bad thing. All right, good. I'm getting pissed over here. Back off. <laughs> There's a couch with your name on it over there. Huh. Just I love you, honey. I want to snuggle you. A lover spat. <laughs> I want your feet to rub me and wake me up every 10 minutes in the middle of the night. Will you let Jerry finish this damn segment. <laughs> I feel like I should just keep letting you guys go. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's only going to get better. <laughs> and with that, I'm going to throw it over to Joel for his segment. The one that's not as good as mine, but the one that he tries to make up for every week. I thought you were throwing, <laughs> I thought you were throwing it in there. That's right, guys. It's time for my segment. I'm not going to dispute Der- Jeremy's claims, but. Anyway. Derek Jeremy? <laughs> is that his porn name? <laughs> Derek Jeremy. It's Jeremy. Jeremy Dightwall. All right. It's time for that segment that is pretty damn good. I know you look forward to it at the end of the podcast. It's my segment, Reload Recommends, where we recommend things that we think are badass. So let's roll in right now to Reload Recommendations. Recommendations. Juicy. It was juicy, wasn't it? I Sometimes my mouth starts watering when I'm talking in the beginning there, so it gives me a little gurgle. Mm-hmm. Anyways, it's time. Let's do it right now. I'm gonna I'm gonna follow suit with Jeremy. We're gonna go Matt first, Stacy second, Jeremy third, and yours truly's last. So, Matt, hit us, baby. All right. So this week for Matt's music, I have Nashville, Tennessee-based Southern rock trio, the Cadillac Three. So from their brand spanking new release, uh, just came out in October of this year, which is the month we're recording this in. This song is called Tabasco and Sweet Tea. Keep going with that one. Yep. 
yeah I, it's I, a groove I man to, i wanted to hear more yeah as soon as i heard that i actually just heard it today for the first time i was like oh well i found my reload recommends for this week there you go <laughs> nice yeah all right, Stacy, what you got? All right, so my reload recommends is a snack that my friend brought to um, a party that we went to last weekend. And, you know, it sounds so strange, and it was so amazing. So she took a bag of, oh. that, of that Chester popcorn, so it's like the buttery popcorn, um, and she spread it out. She took a package of that vanilla almond bark, and she melted it in the microwave and stirred it up, poured it all over the popcorn, added some sprinkles and then just let it harden on there and it was such an amazing snack it was super good but added sprinkles of what she put like little crystal sprinkle like little uh, blue sprinkles on it so not only did it make it look like festive, the colored sprinkles you put yeah. on ice cream yeah yeah but yeah. it wasn't like the big candy sticks it was actually kind of like the, the crystally ones the glitter ones mm-hmm. um okay and so because i think the, the ones that were like the candy sticks would be like too much candy but the little Crystal sprinkles added a delicious crunch to it and gave it like a festive color. But it was so amazing. It was like the perfect salty sweet snack. And they were like, so honestly, when she had it sitting in a bowl, it looked like clusters of cauliflower. Ooh. And I was like, I don't want none of that cauliflower. And she was like, put this in your mouth. And I ate some, and it was so delicious. So try it's it. It's like the, the lady at the bar sticking the drink in Joel's face and saying, smell this. <laughs> smell like, my cigarette fingers. Smell <laughs> oh, my sticky fingers. Hi, Jeremy. What you got, brother? All right. I have a, a TV show to recommend. Uh, I wasn't sure if I was going to have to recommend this or not, but none of you got my, my singing question from the last segment. Uh, who's that girl? Who's that girl? It's Jess. That is the theme song to the show New Girl. Uh, you guys, oh, you guys ever watched that? that? Show. Who's oh. that girl? Who's that girl? It's, it's Jess. Jess. Yep. No one got it. All anyway, right. that's a great uh, show. I have been binging that recently. I'm on to like the third season right now. Uh, uh, Zoe Deschanel, Zoe, Zoe Deschanel, whatever. Um, she's fantastic in it. Uh, it's it's a really fun, easy easy show to watch. Uh, Matt, when you're up late nights with Harper, it's something fun to throw on in the background. Um, real real easy watch, and so. That's my recommendation for this week. New girl, and you can find all the seasons on Netflix. It's very She's good. an elf, too. Yes, she is. Yeah, she is. Very good show. Not the shit on it, but about after the third or fourth season, the show gets pretty redundant. That's why we call like, it. Like most shows do. Yeah. So, but very good show. I've We enjoyed many episodes oh, of Oh, it's so good. All right, so my yeah. recommendation tonight was from something we hit on on the front of the podcast that I told Matt we'd talk about later. It's what I've been sipping on all night. And it is a bottle of bourbon called Oak and Eden. So what this is, this is the flavor that I have. They got several. It's a it's called Wheat Inspire. So it's a wheated bourbon, uh, you know, wheat, barley, and uh, whatever the hell else that goes in there. But um, corn, corn. Thank you. Corn. <laughs> let it go. Corn. But what's different about this is a only a two year old bourbon. But if you pour a glass, it's so dark, it's almost hard to see through. And what their niche is, is they took a note from wine distillers who were using flavor spirals. So it's cylinders of oak that have been, had spirals cut all through it. And people, vineyards, vineyard distillers, they would put it in their barrels, like young barrels, and they'd throw this thing in there and they'd add no depth to it. So what Oak and Eden has done 
is they have, they age it for two years in their oak barrels. They bottle it, and then they throw a little stick, about a five-inch tall spiraled stick of French oak inside the sucker. And what's crazy about it is, is if you like, like a dry... Not bitter, but like a dry, peaty taste. And you're not big hot, like hot on sweet bourbons. This is right up your alley. Um, hmm. it's got a, but but the with the weird uh, one thing I just need to interject for a second. You yeah. know, it's not sweet. It's very oaky and woody. But you know, usually when you think of that, you think of something that's burning or really, really strong or stout. It is sweet and smooth at the same time of being. Well, it's not sweet as in like caramely vanilla. No, so it's only it's, it's unique. It's only ninety proof, but the body you get on the front oh. end of it makes it feel like it's a lot higher than that. But then you don't get that bite because it's very it's a very uh, bold bourbon. There's nothing like it. Um, I, those little the little stave the little spiral that's inside there. Different companies actually sell those to where you can drop that in any bottle of bourbon you want to add a little extra flavor. That's like a thing they make, yeah. but you're only supposed to leave it in for like a couple of days because it can give too much flavor. It can, it, it can turn the bourbon into something you don't want. So are you supposed to take that out after a certain period of time you, or it just stays in there? You can't without pouring the bottle out. So that's the thing I was getting out to with this is there's really, and it's dark te- technically, you know, mm-hmm. there's really no, you don't know how long this day has been in here, this little spiral. Yeah. So once they pop that thing in there, it's just going and going and going. So you're not, I, I would almost propose that you, you're not going to get a bottle that tastes the same. That's Anyways, what I was going to say is I think we should shoot them a message on IG because they're actually very responsive on their Instagram. Um, they've got a great uh, page at Oak and Eden. Um, I'm going to shoot him a message and ask them about this spire because what's, what's funny is I bought this bottle and we tried it. We've been sipping on it for a bit. And today we drank it down enough where we could see it. I had no idea it was in there the whole time. I saw that in there and I thought, Oh, oh my wow. God, they put a railroad spike in there and left it in the bottle. Yeah. I thought they, I thought they used the spires in finishing barrels. Like I thought that that's, that that's how they did it. Mm-hmm. But because the, it only being a two year old bourbon, the color and taste, there's nothing like a young bourbon. This is really special. I mean, it, it does, really is a special. Does it have a does it have a bottling date on the bottle? Because uh, that that would be when the spire went into it. Correct, but no, it does not. Okay. Uh, no, Do you, you know, see like, it? like, can you guys see it? Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen pictures of them online before too. So I'm just mind blown over this. Anyways, it's just it's just technically, a, Matt, we're looking at a picture of it online right now. <laughs> now it's just a really cool concept and i think you're going to be seeing a lot of younger bourbon companies go to something like this um and maybe not even in the bottle as much as just a way to sure up their flavor profiles in the barrel um before bottling were you guys able to get it locally is that distributed in east tennessee yeah yep we 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 were able to pick it up they only had a few bottles left actually um, this whole process is super interesting. I'm actually interested to talk to the, uh, the Oak and Eden people about it because like you'll have 20, 30 year old bottles of bourbon that are still fantastic bottles that have been, people kept them the old dusty stuff like that. Like would this bottle hold up to that sort of age? Would that would just disintegrate inside that high proof alcohol and turn it into something disgusting? Like Write I'm that super down. curious about this whole thing. We'll see. Write I, that down. I, I, I want to know that. We'll see. That's Let's something. get them on. 
Let's get them on. That's a good idea. We should get them on because that, that's something that I've wor- wondered about. It's like, does like you just said, Jeremy, does does yeah. at some point does the spire just stop permeating? Does it stop permeating? Does it yeah. stop giving? Um, or or spiral? I want to call it a spire, but but so so uh, Paul, uh, uh, the alpha instinct. Now uh, we know you're listening to this. Uh, tell Spencer to get in contact because we know Spencer's too busy. He's too uh, playboy for us to listen. So tell Spencer to contact his people at Oak and Eden and uh, get them on our podcast. That's right. <laughs> I mean, they they did comment on my Oak and Eden post oh. on that oh. reload wife. How nice! I felt kind of special with my four hundred and forty eight followers. S- let me sip this uh-huh. peanut butter in here. Y'all need to help me out with my following. Hmm? The hell are you talking about? That reload wife. Oh yeah, I thought I'm that. Kinda, I, I just thought that account didn't matter. It, it really doesn't, but I, <laughs> but I'm measly. <laughs> All right. Well, with that being said. That's the end of the show. So we love you guys. We thank you all for joining us today. We ask that you uh, stay tuned for the next Turkey episode. We'll be talking the main courses. So check that out. And don't forget, guys, to subscribe. Subscribe. Do it. Do it right now. That way you can listen to That Reload Podcast anytime, anywhere. We love you guys. We'll see you on the next show. See you next Tuesday. This podcast is brought to you by Reload Rub and Seasoning. Head to ReloadRub.com to pick up the full arsenal of our delicious blends, perfect for amping up your next meal. No MSG, clean ingredients, and a portion of every sale is donated to Hungry Heroes, serving those who serve others. So head over to ReloadRub.com and order yours today. Yeah, j- Just tell everybody that you chose the Apple King of Oregon and don't say his name, and they have to wait till the next episode to find out who the Apple King of Oregon is. He'll be listening to it and be like, well, I thought I was doing it. Yeah, yeah he will. Because <laughs> he doesn't know. He, every time we make Apple references, he's like, what are you talking about? Yeah, huh? I'm going to make so many Apple references and be like, this is how I like to cook my turkey. What do you think about them apples, Cheeky? Uh, <laughs> Well, it's 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 got it's thick on the bottom, so it feels like you're holding a nice rocks glass. But oh it, yeah, it thick on the bottom. That's right. Mm. I like them thick on the bottom. <laughs> the doot doots come after he says this tonight on Bourbon News. That's right. oh, okay, I was like leaving a break there for him, but I don't okay. really actually know how this works. <laughs> we'll try it again. <laughs> That's why I'm here. But you didn't like those damn things. Just something to chew on. You don't need to because you'll be like into the mic. And they're juji fruits. So they're extra tacky. Oh, Momo actually has a really beautiful dessert that I love, but she's not allowed to cook in my kitchen. <laughs> Why is she not allowed to cook in your kitchen? Because uh, I'm a huge fan of the ass. <laughs> the so he just ends up in a fight if she's in there. <laughs> Quit touching my shit, mom. <laughs> <laughs>